Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, Business Athlete Nation? Keith Phillips sitting here in the chair. Like we always do here. Oh, there's that audio. Hey, so today, in the hook, why should you stick around? It's just me here today. we got a big guest tomorrow, but today we're going to talk about public accountability, stating your goals, and I am going to share with you today the first time I stated my big public goal and what that was and what the net result was and how that all worked out. It's a powerful feeling when you decide to state something publicly and just trying to figure out my cameras here. No, that's not working. That's not, I guess, I guess I'm going here. No, I guess I'm going here. There we go. We're going to go there today. All right. So public, you know, when you're stating yourself publicly, there's a, let's say, uh, when you state something with intention, uh, it can be pretty scary. I, I think, I think there's, there's no question about that. So I want to share with you my first experience when I decided to wake up and state a public goal. And the moment that I said this out loud changed everything for me. And that was when I said, Hey, everybody, I'm climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Suddenly it wasn't just a personal dream. It was a public declaration. I'm up there on the pedestal, screaming it out loud, writing it down. I'm climbing this mountain. I'm telling everybody. Now the weight of that commitment, admittedly, it was like a suit of armor. Heavy, but absolutely empowering. When I made that announcement, I sat down with AJ, my trainer, and I said, hey, let's do this over a 100-day accountability plan. I said, he said, 100 days? I said, yes. Did some research. I found that taking long periods of time and breaking them off into bite-sized chunks would certainly be something that was going to help me achieve my goal. So I said, hey, let's do, let's do 100 days, 10 blocks of 10. Because if I'm great 90% of the time, it's nine days out of 10, it kind of gives me a free day to fuck up. It gives me a free cheat day. It gives me a free day to fall on my face. And 90 days was too short. I'm thinking to myself, well, most people are picking 90 days. I'm going to pick 100. And 120 days, four months was just too long. Couldn't see that far. We're trained to think in quarters in business. So I thought to myself, 100 days seems appropriate. 10 blocks, 10, I can do that. I could, I could take care of myself for 10 days. And if I mess up for one, I'm still 90% success, right? Do that 10 times, boom, on my way, Bob's your uncle. It seemed just right. I'll never forget the night before my first session with AJ at Focus. My mind was racing. I think I was more nervous about training for the climb than I actually was doing the climb itself. All these questions I had asked myself, what if I couldn't do it? I was determined to be the most fit human being doing this climb. I was determined to carry my camera, lead the pack, take pictures, uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the experience, worried about altitude. What if I let people down that I spoke to? What if I, what if all my talking ended up being just that talking? But with that nerves, with those nerves came this rush 
of adrenaline. Declaring the goal that I was going to achieve had lit a fire within me. I suspect very similar to when Robert Esme said to his dad, I'm going to win the gold medal. Not, I'm going to medal, I'm going to win the gold medal. Stating that, stating that goal publicly lit the fire. And climbing Kilimanjaro during that time of my life, this personal time of my life, it wasn't just about reaching a peak. No, it was about proving to myself and the world and my world that I could do this, that my journey in life was changing, that I was walking away from what I was. I was walking away from the other side of the mountain, from some of the achievements, from some of the failures, from some of the memories of pre-Kilimanjaro. Training for that trip, I gotta tell you, it wasn't the smoothest of rides, although in hindsight, maybe it was. Every single day, the clock woke me up, 4.40, 4.45, got up for my 5 a.m. training session, off to Focus Fitness, and off, off we went. Day after day, taking my pack, carrying the heavy weights on my back, weighing myself down. My goal was not only to lose weight, become fit, become stronger. I had a lot of goals going on, but the goal was ultimately to complete the trek. <laughs> and, I, and I remember spending time looking at altitude chambers, altitude equipment, all these goofy things that one can do when, when climbing a mountain. It's like I was climbing Everest. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just climbing Kilimanjaro. I'm just climbing Kilimanjaro. I, I recall the humorous time when I purchased this mask, this restrictive air mask. Made me look like Bane. It was... Okay, Batwits. It's time to now check up the treadmill. And you put this fifth thing on your face, restricts your breathing, respects, <laughs> restricts your speaking, and yeah, you look like Bane. And I remember training at Focus, all the pro hockey players and pro athletes looking at me curiously, what the hell is this guy doing? I would go in wearing my boots, wearing all my gear, doing whatever I could to emulate what I was about to attempt. Then the 100 days were over. Just like that. I remember documenting them. In, a, in an actual written journal, taking pictures. And I have that journal upstairs in my desk. And I remember during that period, people encouraging me to keep journaling because having that book would be something you can look back on fondly. And then I remember finally making that trek to Tanzania. My training was done. My training was complete. I was ready. And we were on our way. And reaching the summit was more than just a physical triumph. It was, it was a profound journey to my true self. Looking back at what I had accomplished, looking back at where I had come from, looking at my own birth certificate, recognizing that 
at this stage in my life, I was now moving forward. I was finding more of myself. I, me, the current Keith Billis, I had arrived. The view from the top of Kilimanjaro was breathtaking. But the real beauty was in the journey of that entire process. The 100 days of training, the 12 days of trekking. It taught me resilience. It taught me the ability to laugh at myself, to find humor in the dark moments. And I'll tell you that that climb for me, Apple Nation, was more than just, more than just a physical challenge, more than just a mental challenge. It was a lesson for me, a lesson for me in the power of public accountability. When I made that statement that I was going to climb this mountain, when I opened up my credit card to make that payment, I made a commitment. And it showed me that when we voice our goals and take those goals on a life of their own and a capsule of intention, we accomplish them. We leave no room for doubt. We simply move forward. When I reflect upon that achievement of climbing Kilimanjaro and that public statement of, I'm going to do this, it reminds me that each step Poly, poly, poly forward was a testament to the power of a spoken goal. And as I leave you today, I encourage you, consider what's your public goal? State it. Bring it to the lab. Perhaps you want to state it in the lab. And then let's get to work. Hey, I'm Keith Billis. I'm the host of Live in the Lab, Live in the Business Athlete Performance Lab. We go single every single day, holding you accountable, bringing you accountability stories, bringing you that friendly voice that helps you move forward to your day. If you have something you want to achieve, I invite you, bring it here. Bring it to the lab. Sit with me. State it publicly. Then let's lock arms and help you achieve that goal. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow with our guest tomorrow popping in is, I'm going to tell you, Scott Goodrich. Joining me live in the lab, noon central, minus six GMT.